welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Katie. Katie distracted me by pointing to the chat. And then I. Oh, do you want to do it again? No, we're good. No, the last episode was the worst beginning ever we ever did. Oh, and you didn't just redo it? No, no. that we like. We edit these after we record them so you can. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I no. know for the folks that are live, they get to hear the unedited. No, I don't think we've ever edited just, an like, episode. Ever. Do it again. We could. Yeah. Oh, we've done that before, right? We've started like. Oh, we're not going to do it right now. No, no, I don't think we're too far into it now. <laughs> um, too far into care. Yeah. I, I already I I disassociated completely from that conversation. <laughs> I just did I blacked out. And did, I, I it's I'm not editing. What months. is that like? In I the haven't movie, been here. Feels like nothing's changed. You yeah. got the uh, the thing where they they pass out. Coyote passes. Yeah, out. like like the goats. Those <laughs> the, G, the sleeping the G, goats. The G. Uh, you got the G. Oh, the G, uh, the G, G lock. Force, G lock. G lock. And just what pass out. Uh, this week we are talking about the return of one of Hollywood's most iconic characters. As Tom Cruise's Maverick is back, as we're talking last summer's number one box office hit, Top Gun Maverick. But most importantly, Katie is back. Even more important Maverick being back. Hello, people of today. Yeah. You got a little tease in the Godfather episode. If you watched <gasps> the, the Facebook episode, you saw Katie. You you jumped in for a second. Did I? You jumped in for a second. I should have put marshmallows in my cheeks and come in like Brando. That would have been funny. Yeah. Damn it. It was uh, cotton balls. Prop prop. I certainly would not put cotton balls in my mouth, but I would stuff them with marshmallows. I was choosing (laughs) wisely what I would want. Yeah, cotton balls. We didn't even discuss that. No. We did discuss how just well. I think everyone knows that, right? Yeah, yeah, but but we didn't talk. We did discuss how crazy of a choice that was to begin with, a little bit. Yeah, he won the best actor. All in, all in. He definitely did not deserve it. I don't know, at least for that. (laughs) It's still a great movie. All right, what are we drinking? Uh, What does everybody have? I have um, Waterloo Blackberry Lemonade Seltzer. Oh, that is um, like a very interesting. One. It's a good. Like this it. is it's one good. of the best um, seltzers. It's it is more Water expensive. Oil. Okay, they're on sale right now at Target. Mm. Um, so we're scraping the bottom of the barrel at our house right now. Like, unless you want to have bourbon, there's not not much to choose from. I found a bottle of gin that I had bought a long time ago and had, okay. and so I'm having a gin and jam. Um, which is one of my favorite drinks. I have some berries in here. And this is a bag of jam that my kid made at camp this week oh, in the base? woods. Made with wine berries. Was, was that in. an I didn't even official know. activity or was that it's just a great your question, child Brian. wandered I'm off. not asking too many questions. It's already is in the drink. That a I was berry? this many years old. I was today years old or mm. the other day years old when I learned that uh, what a wine berry was. Yeah, but now that she pointed them out to me, I'm like, I see those everywhere. I didn't know you could eat them. Why, why just, are we Let's not, just make a rule that you can't. Why are we, sure? are are we, we not sure eating you them? you can eat them? Well, like, who did we uh, check with on that? I don't know. There was a 15. Why I don't understand why we don't eat like squirrel and like Canadian geese. Like they're everywhere. Why aren't we eating those instead of disgusting. chickens? Um, why would we? Hold on, hold on. Go back here for a second. You want to eat a squirrel? You're not understanding why we're. Yeah. They are plentiful. It feels like we could end some hunger by just like killing some of the squirrels and the deer. Like I just you know why, why don't do we eat just. Deer. People, People do, do eat, eat deer, deer, but though. it's not something that's sold in the grocery no, store. Mm, Instead, venison. we're like mass producing cows. Why? Yeah. Let's just kill some of the deer. Um, Make deer, a lot of a deer thing. have a lot of Lyme disease and Instead disease. Instead of got milk, got deer. It's the new white meat. Isn't that what they did for pork? Because they I, wanted people to start eating more pork than chicken. It's the other think, white meat. I, yeah. Deer well, isn't a white it. meat, I don't No, think. I don't think it is either. It's not red it absolutely is red. Oh. it's very it's I'm actually gonna, i've I'm had venison stew before i could not um, be less interested in this conversation oh my God. <laughs> wow the venison wow, i did want to mention you the wine berries you, i'm i love you like why are we on the deer yeah because i'm talking about plentiful foods okay we don't Wonderful forage okay. for foods anymore. But, Brian, That's what our kid is. To your question, for food? she's learning about foraging this week. Yeah, okay. to your so the, question, 
about yes, I forgot whether how this came about to be whether honest with you. this was sanctioned or not. <laughs> there was a very there's a 15 year old counselor who's very good at making me write my initials in a very tiny box when I check in. I'm sure that that counselor who brought in honey and sugar, honey and sugar was added to the wine berries. I think in the bag and then just mashed. I in was going to say my my aunt makes jelly and I feel like there's more. Yeah, you're supposed to heat it, aren't you? Smashing. Well, I guess that's to preserve it. This will not preserve. This no. Like you just gotta. I don't. I think it's it. bad now. There's no pectin in there, so it's not really jelly-like. Yeah, just, I think it's just I, bad already. I'm, yeah, I'm. You might get. You might get <laughs> hysteria. I'm, I'm drinking it. I'm you might drinking end it. up. Hopefully you might end up with a disease that hasn't that been seen me. since it's, 1788. It's going to be like when Lisa drinks the water from It's a Small World, and she has like hallucinatory. What are we talking about? Yeah, you're gonna have like a, a loose and what's in, oh, it's what's, like when it's I a small world in a, Disney World in uh, it's actually Duffland in in The Simpsons. Simpsons. Oh, but she, sorry, she, I wasn't allowed to watch that. Bart I, dares her to drink the water. Okay, and it's she like drinks the water I, and then has like a hallucination. Oh, yeah. It's like when I swallowed the water at Chapman Lake. Yeah, mm. and Is I literally I had psychedelic experience is it too late for me to start watching the simpsons from series one yes really from the it's first? there's so many, many. Mm, probably i is mean you could go for on? it it's on it? yes you it's can watch crazy. all the back catalog on disney Doesn't plus it always win, they changed some of them now for like longest apparently. running TV they show. did some aspect ratio changes i don't know huh. all right hey mm. you know Brian, what are you drinking into that I am drinking uh, Lake Life by Hobbs Brewing Company in Lake Ossipee, New Hampshire. Uh, do you choose Lake Life or Beach Life, Ren? Uh, I don't actually go to a lake or a beach. Wouldn't wouldn't no. go to either. It's couldn't couldn't possibly. I, if I had to choose, I would. Uh, the funniest I, part though is that go you go to, to the a ocean. Pool. I would go to the I would go to the ocean over a lake. But you I love think. a pool. Pool is heavily chemical now let's talk about right, the man-made lake that's that i was gonna say you go to a pool that has, that has sand very interesting not many interesting. people yeah. have a man-made lake but it's called pool. the town pool yeah the town, town pool, pool town is a man-made chlorinated lake and my town can't see the bottom we were, we were, we're just there yesterday yeah yeah, yeah. it was cool yeah. It's I, I'm but still it, I'm shocked that the Brian jury's goes still there. out. I still have I don't weird, go I have conflicting <laughs> feelings about it. That yeah. is usually an alien thing to the point she was shocked when I took the kids by myself yesterday. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good, Brian. But Very good. I'm, 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 I'm trying to grow. No, I'm trying to grow as a person. Oh, that's okay. good. It's never too yeah. late. Never. I'm trying to grow as a person. Um All right, it is time for the rundown. We're talking about the growth of Maverick in this film, oh, very good. much like me. Our intro music has stayed very much the same. Yeah. It's not changed. Uh, we haven't played yeah. this in weeks. Really? Yeah, I Have you just not been doing a rundown? I haven't been listening. Of course. <laughs> of course. C couldn't put, well, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell, All right. by the way. Couldn't I'm a tell. little rusty, so give me grace. <clears throat> Maverick loves planes. <laughs> And all right, there we go. That's, that's, it. The, that's, that's, that's the rundown. We're I, was done. Gonna, I was hoping you would talk about the death of his father like you did in the uh, <laughs> nope. Sandlot episode. <clears throat> okay. Um, he has a very particular set of skills. He can fly and land planes on boats. He can evade enemy fire by executing seemingly impossible maneuvers. And he can still piss people off in positions of military power Faster and harder than any young plebe. That plucky attitude has prevented Mav from climbing the leadership ranks of the military. However, it's that same attitude that makes him the perfect candidate for Mission Impossible. Does, ah, look uh -huh, at that. Thank you, thank you. Look at that. Yes. Very good. Does this OG have the force to confront the ghosts of flight and love missions past and find the right flight plan to keep him off the runway to the danger zone. Can Mav find peace and happiness? Grab a barf bag and strap in to find out. 
I think how cool under fire you were there. It yeah. sounded like a missile had been fired at you as Jim opened that. Smoke in the air. Smoke in the air. That was amazing. Uh, all right. On the scale of A plus through F minus, uh, how would you grade Top Gun Maverick? I think this is a oh, you go. Doesn't matter. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna go with the B plus for me. Right. I I really like this movie. I, I the only thing that keeps me from giving it like an A plus. Um, an A plus. You are A-minus. aware that between yeah yeah. <laughs> I just meant like I, what I meant to say plus. is like There's something in the is like okay. yes, into the things. A area is just the I don't know it just uh, there. There are some like trite, predictable elements in in the plot of like, even though the plot is, and the story are told extremely well and the acting is extremely good, it's I sort of you sort of know what's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Yes, I so I also am at the B plus place. Um, this is a really fun movie to watch. The cinematography of you know being in the cockpit is absolutely incredible. It is a wild ride. I don't know if this is a movie that I would keep coming back to. It was fun to watch it for a second time. Um, and I'm sure at some point we'll watch it with the kids because it feels it's it's an eventful movie. But yeah, I don't think this is going to be a movie that like, you know, stands the test of time. Sort of, well, I don't know. No, I guess we'll see. People still watch Top Gun, surprisingly, I, shockingly. Yeah, I don't rewatch any movie, so... Uh. Yes, we just had a conversation about that on yeah. Pop Adult when we were on. I do rewatch movies. I've seen this film eight to ten times, <laughs> and it's been out a year. Uh, Tom uh, Cruise thanks you for your royalties. Yes, uh, I, I own the beautiful 4K version of it. You should uh, own some small piece of one of the planes by now. <laughs> uh, I would never get in one of those planes. No. Uh, I, this is an A plus for me. <laughs> No surprise. Uh, solely alone, I mean, A plus for the visuals of this. Have the kids uh, watched this with you? Uh, can't remember if they've seen this. Aileen watched this and really liked it, and she rarely will watch. So I, I feel like it was. I did. I should add, predict on our Top Gun episode that it would be the number one movie of the year, and was laughed at by a certain <laughs> co-host mocked if you will and it was in fact the number one box office movie of the year i didn't year. mock you for that you thought that that was you did you did you mocked me you didn't think that was possible i mean the, the love for it the was not the number one strong. box office avatar was. was no avatar's money did not surpass it for the year it was there you have to roll it in for the calendar year top gun was number one okay i know for what oh for, from yeah because it when box it came out sales. Um, oh, for the year, you jackass. I just, you, total gross. It's not even going to be close. That was over a billion dollars. No, but, I, right, but Avatar destroyed it over its run. That's all I'm saying is like, I didn't mean like it. Yeah, I get it. In the year that it came out, months before Avatar, it made more money in that year. I, I, I'm solely joking, really. But yeah. my point is, anyway. I'm actually surprised how well it did. To be yes. honest with you, that it hit that kind of crowd. I think it is infinitely better than the original. I think this is one of the few sequels that is, yeah, it has far surpassed the original film. The funny thing is, I think it was self-aware. I was, it was kind of interesting. I looked at thinking about all the criticism we had of the first one, and I feel like it was self-aware of it and even was like kind of mocking of it yeah. or attempted to like remedy a lot of the issues that the first one had. Like it, the start right out of the shoot is the idea that it was not, as we talked about in our first episode, realistic that he would have stopped being a fighter pilot, gone back to be a teacher and ended up in that ridiculous false relationship. And they, in the throwaway line, were like, yeah, I lasted three months here. <laughs> Two months. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, so I was like happy. I was like, okay, like all those issues we talked about of like, we don't think he really had a lot of growth as a person in this movie. And it shows they're like, yeah, he, he really didn't. So I still can't remember. There, like that. I've seen the original top gun at least 10 times over the years. I watching this, I was struck by like 
mainly the plot, right? So the, the plot of this is that there's a uranium base bu being built, most likely in Russia or Iran. Iran could be. Yeah, there's we get an, there's snowy an mountains. Unnamed, yeah, but, but yeah, they, yeah. they never named. Which is fine. Which I don't mm -hmm. care yeah, about yeah. honestly. Like that's yeah, they did the same it. thing in the first one. Yep. Yeah. Um. And there's like a mission, right? The original Top Gun, I couldn't even tell you why they end up engaging with the enemy in the end of that movie. No, they're just like, we have to have a fight at the end, right? They're like, oh, but I don't remember like, why. Like, no, I don't, there was like a boat that was like, oh, right, right, right. The, but I mean, but it didn't matter, right? It was like, it was just kind of like, all right, so it was we have after the graduation the of, of Top Gun, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I, now I sort of remember, but this, this was is such a different feeling throughout the, the rest of the movie because. Basically, the original Top Gun is just a pissing match between Iceman and Maverick the whole movie, mm. right? Like, that's that's the only thing that's sort of interesting, and then maybe a little bit of, obviously, um, the Goose relationship and then his relationship with Kelly McGillis. But this, having set up the idea of this, like, impossible mission, <laughs> I'm really not doing that on purpose. Um, no, I already did it. And how, yeah, it feels... They do a really good job in this movie of making it feel very dire. Well, and I like that they, though there absolutely is this notion of like national security, world well-being. Uh, there's also emphasis placed on the varying, contrasting ideas of how important human lives are. Um, you know, from a military perspective. And I, I think that that's really interesting. Um, you know, I like that Maverick hits home the notion of like, no, our, for true success to happen, then then these folks have to all come back home. Right. Um, yeah, I think that that, I think that's handled well. Well, characters way more important in this movie too, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, to I a mean, degree. Yeah. I mean, not to a level. I mean, for a movie of this type, the development of actual character. I mean, there's obviously, you know, there's stereotypes and, you know, things being played here. But I, I just felt like the relationships and things were actually of interest in this film. It was like, OK, we, we know we have a larger than life character, but we, we can't solely have it be like bravado and well culturally like, we've grown so much since the 80s that like that stuff is not cool anymore right like we what has become cool is closer to being a good human right to some one extent. hopes one hopes yeah, yeah. half of, half of the country agrees so like if you just rolled out maverick being like an ice man doing their thing again which sort of is like they they do that in a way with Rooster and Hangman, but the contrast there is like they seem like very stunted individuals in the beginning of this movie, whereas in the original Iceman and Maverick seemed at least to a younger crowd like we were at the time, I think cool, right? And yeah, I think they're really playing with the idea of like all this false bravado and, and what is it worth? Even Phoenix comes in with a lot of bravado and she, she hangs right with them in, in every sense. And, and it seems very quickly that there's like those two groups, right? There's like the more, the more loose and friendly group. And then there's the, the, a like typical, um, not the atypical, but the, you know, um, but it, hangman group it also invites and i think we talked i feel like we talked about this with top gun of like you know the the psychological development the mindset of somebody who's able to execute that right. sort of a task right and well, so yeah, that you have it, what do you right. have to have to be it able completely to even think you can sense, do this it. right yep that you ha maybe you have to be a little bit of an asshole <laughs> like i and i don't mean to say yeah. it like that but like that there has to be a certain amount a of wiring. ego. You have to be wired in a way that right, right, right. I can get in a machine yeah. that is going to do the things that we literally yeah. see in this movie, which is like, that's the thing that's crazy to me that I think probably touched to how the box office was so big, right? It's like, this is a spectacle that you actually 
can get somewhere. I mean, as close as a regular person could ever get to understanding oh, or seeing like it. what I, that is yeah, like. I mean, we did see it in the theater and like that experience was amazing. Just the immersive yeah. use of sound and, mm. and, you know, and again, the cinematography in terms of like placing you in the cockpit with the pilots, like, and the way that they narrow the the vision so that you're seeing yeah. what they're seeing and you can feel them sort of like losing consciousness. Like also, it's really well done. But to me, that so playing with that, the bravado, then allowing you to feel that tipping point of like that even if they're there mentally, their bodies can still shut down on them. Like yes, that that this it, is so like against everything that the human body has been programmed to yeah. do that like they can be the best in the world and still <laughs> fail at this mission well, yeah <laughs> let's be honest like they are why would you even, if you were one of them would you even get in the pl get in the plane and go up if you didn't think you were the best no you right, can't right, right, right. you can't they play you that can't. right and yeah. they, but you know what it's a, interestingly i that was one of the things i thought the first movie did a decent job on right like briefly after goose dies like maverick shuts down and yeah. can't engage and that was one of the i think good character beats in the first one like how do you overcome that that like element but i also thought it was great that by showing that physicality and that mental stuff here it strips away a lot of not only like what you probably like about the first movie it's funny right like they're joking around in the cockpit or i was thinking of like will smith and in independence day right like Ugh. every pilot you know but every pilot's like all right do your one liner now and all that type of stuff and then this one you're like yeah that that shit is not happening Right. Yeah, they're this is they're like, worried about dying what, all the time. Yeah, this is what this really is, and it gives an authenticity when you really think about the plot, where two thirds of the aerial stuff is basically to quote Alan Iverson, practice. Yeah, like we're we're watching practice. Nope. You know, nobody's going to be shot or anything, but you are so compelled in that montage that they do. Um, where he's taking them all down where he's taking them all down. And you're like, there's no real theoretically real stakes here, but the, it immediately like engrosses you a, because of the cinematography and B because the way I think it's one of the best edited films I've probably ever seen in terms of how they cut it. And you're just like, you're drawn in it. You're like completely immersive and you're right. If you saw it on the big screen, it, I think you're hooked immediately. Yeah, it is. It's it's pretty incredible. I love the way that they did that because it does, it does start to. That montage is great because it it, it characterizes Maverick as like the best, right? He's the who was a jester in the first one. Is the is yeah but Tom Skerritt is, yeah, is yeah. taking them all down. Yeah, it's sort of the same idea, but then like kind of immediately, not immediately after that, but. A little bit you have John Hamm coming in and saying like all you've done is shown them th that it is impossible to do this you haven't done anything to make them believe that they can actually do it and it's like that's like the other shoe of like this like tightrope you have to walk of of when you only have a couple weeks to get it get a group of people ready to do something that is impossible you need them to practice and prepare at a level for something that is impossible, but also l allow them mm -hmm. to believe that they can accomplish it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I love the John, John Hamm character in this movie. I think it's, he's great. I think it's played like with the perfect level of like, like principle, if that makes sense. Like, the, like the well, principle from like, uh, yeah, he's like, he's kind of a jerk. He doesn't like Maverick. He doesn't like, and fairly right right, right. the reason that people point. don't like maverick right, yeah, right, yeah. right like in a military like construct right he's dangerous he, <laughs> that's well, right I, he's Katie. reckless he is dangerous <laughs> yeah no but to, i think he's less dangerous in this one but my, like my point to it is i if you're somebody who's in admiral right you're there's probably a level of respect that you don't have. Like when Ed Harris plays that role at the beginning, right? He's yeah. like, you've done all this stuff. You should be a Senator. You should be like, he's clearly like the greatest Navy pilot of all time. And he's living in a freaking hangar test piloting 
a plane. Do you know, like I could see somebody who like, if you know, these people in the military who get the high end, these are like CEO mindsets, right? right, right? right. Like look where Iceman ends up. He's yeah. the head of Pacific fleet. And this is the guy in the first movie that we're told, like, he's probably better, you know, in that element. And he's still just flying. No, no offense. I don't mean that in any way, but he, in their mind, no, is but that's just such a flying good, the plane. Like that, that all tracks. And, and, you know, it's for me, the challenge in a movie like this is like, how many people that are watching can have any point of access for like any of the shit that these people are doing, right? Like how many people have anywhere been close to like these kinds of planes, Navy vessels? Like there's just a lot of yeah. like, disconnect between your viewer and what they're seeing on screen. Um, but this notion of like somebody who seemed to be, or had all of the, the trappings of like, and maybe still is one of the best there ever was. Um, and then sort of like stalls there, you know, like, it's like the you know the high school football star. <laughs> it's but, different but, though. I, I think no, no. He's still. I don't think it's that. No, because it's, he, I feel like he's still delivering. Right. Like we it's get the that guy who, he's like done right. all this other stuff. It's the guy who like is the best. Is like an incredible chef. Right. He makes incredible meals, and people just want him to start opening restaurants, and then he doesn't get to op he doesn't get to cook a meal anymore. Mm. I think that's more of like, that, and he doesn't right? like, like to manage people. He doesn't like to, he doesn't want to be in charge of people. I think that does play a piece. Like, I don't think he wants to be in a place where he's responsible for other people. Yeah. 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 And that makes sense. Yeah. With, yeah. Or if he's not in a plane, he doesn't want to be responsible. Right. right, right? right, right. Like he doesn't find it acceptable, right. To train people. Right. And then say like when that, that Charles Parnell when it's and John Hamm and they and he comes in and he's like, listen, we need you to train. He's like, you need me to train this. And he's like, and then John Hamm's like, you know, could that, he goes well, and get back, sir. That's what's going to make this like he's not willing to be a person who would send that. At, like if he goes on the to mission, that's one lies. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't like he feels the need that he's and willing also, to take the risk himself, but yeah, not to and put I, other people at risk. And then what I also thought, I actually thought that there is a. There's, I think the acting in this movie by everybody is really good. When you get to the Val Kilmer cruise scene, I think it's mm -hmm. some of the best acting really I've seen good. Tom Cruise do in a really long time. And it gets to the heart of this character in a really interesting way that you would not expect in an action movie. But when he's like, I don't know who I am without doing this. I think this kind of gets to your point, Katie. He's like, why is he still? It's because his whole self-worth, like the person he is, is flying these planes. Like he's done it for so long. He's like, what am I if I stop doing this? Well, and then so the, the use of Rooster there becomes really interesting because it's like, you know, arguably this task would be easier if Rooster was not involved. Right. But then it's almost that because Rooster's there, he's able to access like he's, he has to move through what happened with exactly. Bruce in order yeah. for him to get to the place where he can. Yeah. And now, and now he, and at the end of the movie, he's, he's clearly not just the pilot, right? He's, yeah. he now has a, basically Thank a son for saving my life, right? He has, we will talk about that. We'll have, he, he has a son, right? He's, I know. He seems he's to be in a state about to be in a stable he's relationship yeah. up, Jim. He's flying 1940s aircraft. In, that yeah. is Tom Cruise's personal plane. Actually. I said everything wow. that happens in yeah. this movie is pretty much a big hell no for me. Like I would never get in an F-18 any of that. And I certainly would not get in that little. That is his, that plane. That is his personal plane. That's crazy. No. Uh -uh. Um, but I just I don't know. There was just something so cool about that idea, because I think that's like you get to a point and it's interesting where maybe you do something for so long and, you know, for certain people. Right. And this is this whole pushback. Right. And maybe this is where younger generations aren't doing this anymore, but where people like have turned their profession into who they are. Yeah. And like, what do you have at the end of that? Right. Yeah. And here you basically have a guy saying like the only like maybe line to humanity I have left is rooster, even well, though that's he won't a talk to me anymore. Right. He's like, if this kid dies, I really don't have anything. Like I can't do anything other than fly. And that's, 
there's like a like because there's an element of sadness yeah. probably to that yeah and, and like i think they they that start that right movie. off in in the beginning of the movie which i think is hilarious they they do this whole montage that has nothing to do with the film <laughs> in the beginning of the movie well that's all just it like is the is the same thing yeah no like, but the just... first one was on the you at least were then supposed to like believe that they were there that's the that's the that yeah this this, this, a little, like this fades to black and then shows no but i think the part of the reason it works for me and is not something i'm like why would they even have that it's just yeah. nostalgia it's it's crap yeah is the fact that it is contrasted with him sitting alone in a bunk in mm. his hangar yeah and there is like in i don't think i realized that the first the first time i watched it i think that scene with him in the I was more trying to figure out like, Oh, wh what's going on here? Wh what is yeah, he agreed? Yeah. Absolutely. The second time it seems way more sad. Mm. Well, there, there I pointed out it that, really, right? it really gets your undercarriage going. Yeah. At the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah. If it starts Although, just with him and the plane, like every time in both, in both rewatchings of this and the original, I get so mad that they never get to the guitar hook of the score until the end of the movie <laughs> yes. they don't know, as right. soon as it's the guitar true. hook is that about is, to come in it cuts to danger cut zone that's a fair that is a fair point you're right that is true and that's such um, a steve stevens from i don't know from guitar bands and stuff he's so guitar good bands? Yeah. Yeah. such guitar bands. billy idol no was it billy idol i think he was billy idol's guitar player let's so talk about I, jennifer connelly um, yes. yes all right can i could I, and this goes into something that to me like really highlights the difference between the two because there are like nostalgic elements where you're like okay this is a sequence from the first one to the second one and where you first meet her is an example to me where this one and listen top gun is one of my favorite like i'll watch it a, a million times but the bar sequence in this one versus the bar sequence where he meets Kelly Mugget. It's not even close. Yeah. This bar sequence, the way Chris McQuarrie wrote it and staged it, it is in from like a screenwriting perspective, you get all these characters introduced. You get all this exposition. All this stuff happens. You meet Rooster. You meet... It is like the fastest 10 to 15 minutes. And you have... You meet Jennifer Con... You get all of this. You get... It is a master class and like i you just don't see mm -hmm. films intro all these characters in this way and she is jumps off the screen in this and i like no offense to kelly mcgillis is a billion times and i don't think kelly mcgillis was given much to work with but is a billion times better in this movie oh she's fantastic and i you know and i love that it opens with her not overtly but very much so giving him shit for being an asshole you know like you get the dynamic between the two of them without them having to have an overt conversation so about she, what happened is she the admiral's daughter brian yes okay she is she's so penny benjamin from yes yeah, so she's mentioned so in the first movie yes which i there's just like certain elements in this movie where the nostalgia is used in such an interesting way and like that's one of them it's like it doesn't matter if you saw the first one but if you did you're like oh wow like and then it's that clear that they've had you like informs that character if you've seen it without like katie you're saying without even having to know everything yeah. that has happened before. but you also know that it's happened more than they've been on and off because yeah. Yeah. he knows the daughter little, like, yeah yeah the dog the dog yeah um, but she's a strong character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but in an interesting, like, it was almost like the first one, it was superficial. Like, we're going to put her in charge. So there's a weird, like, power dynamic where this one but is. But then when it came down the to the way she related to him, like, there was, it didn't yeah, it make was, any sense. That relationship fake, never made sense. 80, that was like an 80s guy, every, like, guy writing what a relationship is in their fantasy versus the reality right. of, like, the right. relationship between the two of them in this actually informs maverick as a person and not an all bad person yeah. like it seems like they break up a lot because he ends up getting in trouble and getting booted all over the place but genuinely like the daughter seems to like it's it, i don't know it's just an interesting well, and, element and, into yeah. who he is the role of the daughter then in you know like that jennifer Connolly is not gonna say you broke my heart you know no. it's not yeah, gonna, yeah. right 
that they use the daughter really well there to give that sort of outside perspective on like, here's what's going on emotionally. <laughs> you know, she has this tough exterior. Anyway, I think they handle that really well. And yeah. she's super sexy and yeah. fierce. Yeah. And she's a badass boater. I, and I, I wish that I looked that was that Taylor Brian. Yeah, so Those yeah, jeans, whatever. man. Every, every outfit she wears. She's the, amazing. The, she's oh, so good in this. The big so good sweater. Love it all. Yeah. Love it all. And yeah. listen. Oh, now, and, granted. And you get to see Maverick at least when things change, you get to see him make an important thing, which is like, I'm going to go tell her, right? Like he goes to the yes. bar. And you don't, and and they do Just this like three or four times. White uniform on for the right, ladies. Right, right. A little, a little something there. They do everybody. like they do this three or four times, I think, throughout the movie, where characters have dialogue together that we don't hear. Mm. Um, and you don't need to, right? You kind of know it, and she does such a good job of acting and showing, like, like it's not, it's not an I'm upset. It's like, it's like I'm upset, but. But also, I completely understand, right? There's like, well, she, she's and she encouraged that. him, right? Like he, yeah. they have that relationship where he's going to quit. And sh I mean, ultimately, the intriguing thing, right, is that, and it's the dynamic that would be different between the Kelly McGillis character in the first one, where we're supposed to believe that she would embrace the idea that he would come back and be a teacher here, and that the two of them would give up. She was going to give up going to for her big raise, right? Whereas Jennifer Conley, like obviously like her saying, yeah, just quit. This is great. Cause we can be together. She's the one like, you're not going to be okay doing that. And she's the one that pushes we, again, which I just thought the, like the, the way she informs his character's growth and the yeah. way she is written and her performance is just, again, it's one of those things like you, I feel like that's a character that can tend to be, and certainly in 80s cinema was very flat. Mm -hmm. Whereas she is much more dimensional and she pulls it off. Great casting. Yeah. And, and you believe her as somebody who's lived the military life. All yeah. And you can like, tell all the guys, true. Every, yep. every, Admiral, all the soldiers, Florida, all that stuff, all yep, the, all the good. pilots respect her. Yep. Right. Yeah. All the people in the bar respect her. Yep. It's very clear that she's, that she's in charge. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, she's great. Um, this is one of those movies that's really interesting to me. Like Hondo. Yeah, he's um, great. He's amazing. Like all this is a sign. Like when I think uh, this is a well-written movie where you just get little clips, all the, the aerial pilots like Coyote and Bob and like, I felt more connected to all the secondary characters yeah. in really interesting ways yeah. than the first one. The first one, it was like more flash the look to it. Whereas this one, I was like, oh no, they might only be in there a beat or two, but we're, we're getting who they are, what they do. It was just much more interest. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Miles Teller is, is great. Yeah. Some I know Keenan's not a Miles Teller fan. Yeah. I don't know um, why Keenan has weird things, but the dude's a great actor. This I thought his, I mean this he, is where he's been in a lot of movies now where people are and wildly respected as an actor. Yeah, but this is interesting because this is where I think he gets. Oh, I just figured in, out is the Fantastic Four thing. Four, yes, that's what it, that's why this is the, this is the thing about him that blows me away because this has the potential. If he doesn't work, the movie doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. This is so cliche. This is so like. This could just be like, oh, okay, now we're doing the thing where it's the kid. And his portrayal, when he does the great balls of fire, like he embodies Anthony Edwards in a way that's not, I, I don't know. There's just something. Well, he's that a mix without him, between it the work. two of them. And that's yes. what's really amazing yes. about it. And, and everyone said like, oh, now, you know, Miles Teller is the Maverick or whatever. And, and and Hangman is the ice, and it's totally wrong. No, Hangman no. is the Maverick. Yeah. Yes. Hangman course, is the guy absolutely. that has to sit sit it out and and come in for the save in the end, um, which is what Maverick has to do in in the first movie, right? He, yeah. He's backup. Um, but I love the idea that they don't just pigeonhole characters. I don't think they thought like, oh, he's going to be a combination of these two characters. I just think they let them be who who yeah, the characters were, were right? through the writing. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're, we might be putting like, oh, he's, 
you know, this character that. No, well, but that's what but, people would is, think, right? You know, like the, the thing at the end of him saying, like, that's what my dad would have done. Yeah. You know, like there, there are these moments, but then also he is obviously he's he's a pilot. But he doesn't have the like balls to the wall that Maverick flies with right like and so that that's part of it is that that development of who he is and and you know as brian said like the intro at the bar where like they all have each other's numbers immediately and you get that these folks have been flying together have known each other you know that their history is intertwined and so this is a re you know reconverging of them of folks that have spent hundreds of hours up in the air together they know exactly who they each are and what their weaknesses are, you know, um, and so it's interesting to watch that. But it's in it's in that it's in that like schoolyard mentality, right? Yeah. It's not in like we're part this of the is same why I'm team. Better than you, and and we're not part of the same team, Correct. and we're not going to use those things to be better. Correct. We're going to use them against each other. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. By the way, Bob. Ah, man. Oh, my God. Baby on board. Uh, I think he's uh, he's Bill a, Pullman's he's a kid. Pullman. Which is yeah, Pullman. Yeah. Oh, so man. good. Like, that's a beat. I mean, like, those characters. That that scene, the use of music, David Bowie, <laughs> like, all the eating stuff blended in, the- in it. Yeah, he's just yeah, like, he's, he's he's popcorn. He's like, the whole, been here the whole time. Yeah. They're, like, or is he dipping? I don't know. He's just, like, sitting there having a snack. So, 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 so good. The Yet somehow you always do. <laughs> That's my favorite Bob line when he's like, I don't mean to what, what's the hangman said. I don't mean to uh, insult. He's like, but somehow you always do. Please do. Yeah. Um, there's a few beats in this that just deliver. And this is where I talk about like the editing and the pacing of it which are like amazing. Again, I thought this was the best edited movie. Eddie Hamilton edited who does the mission impossible movie. But when you get to that point, there's a couple of times, the final third we can talk about in a minute. Cause it's just in the final third of this half hour. This movie's crazy yeah. with the planes when they actually start the mission, but it's when, and it's cliche and everything, but they've basically kicked um, Maverick off teaching them and john ham's like i'm gonna teach him and he's doing his little spiel god john ham was so damn good like i just he's been doing such awesome stuff between this and fletch and and he goes all right uh uh, this is what we're doing we're gonna cut the time and then maverick does the run yes and it's just like oh my god i mean you know this is so cheesy and well it would never would have happened right like never would have happened they wouldn't steal a plane but whatever. But you're just sitting here like, oh, and you could see them, right? Like uh, Glenn Powell is is yeah. there. And they're all like, they've all bought into it. It's just unbelievable. And they could only film it like one time, I guess, because the plane was that low. So Cruz was in it and the the pilot was in the front. So how they filmed it basically was all the F-18s, I guess, are two-seaters. But the way they would film it is they made it in the film seem like one or one seaters and they would shoot the actor in the back and the actual pilot for the combat stuff in the front. But they were that low to the ground. And the guy's like, I'm not doing that shit again, because he was they were saying, like, you have to make a turn like several seconds before the turn actually comes. Because that's how fat, like when you're going at that speed, yeah, the, guys, the guys basically the like, and they're like, well, we want to do this run and we're not going to do it. And he's like, yeah, dude, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> like, like we need to get some of these shots. I don't like want to die for a movie. That, um, that crazy thing that I thought was fake, you know, the, when Miles Teller and Tom Cruise do the Cobra thing, yeah. that was real too. Apparently that's like a legit thing that, oh, you the, can the do. spiral down yeah. that thing. That's not the Cobra. The co- wasn't the Cobra the when he pulls up and and it looks like maybe, a Cobra. Maybe I can't remember what where the he one does with like the spin the, or whatever. Yeah, he does is, the. Uh, it was a real thing, and I was like, like who comes up with this? Like who's like, hey, let's let's uh, do a uh, tornado spin know. down to the ground. And they do. I think they do a great job, even with the bird strike thing, in showing you just how dangerous. Just practice, like just just going in that plane is insanely just taking off is insanely dangerous or landing on those aircraft carriers like, uh, yeah what the, like, what <laughs> I, the, like that is still wild to and me. i like, love the, i love the last 
the the action sequence of this movie from from the Unbelie- time that, yeah it's so good right um the, it starts out with this beautiful poster if you're watching that katie and jim it, got yeah when they do that like the camera placement and you can they even see go, the other planes just, behind you them. See them, and they're. I mean, that's like. I. It shocked me. Two things shocked me. I. This wasn't going to win Best Picture, or any of that type of stuff. It shocked me that this did not win for Best Cinematography. That was all quiet on the Western Front, which I really thought was a great movie. And this, like, create they created cameras and things for. I. I don't know, like when we talk about where will this movie be in 25 years, I think you could still look at it from that perspective and the editing one's the other and the final third, the cuts and the look of this is insane. From right I love from how they did how you, how you see the air interacting with the planes mm-hmm. in so many different ways in this movie. Like mm-hmm. you see it when they go through the desert, you see that you see yep. when, when whatever the enemy does that maneuver where it shuts oh, off that the engine third, or whatever. Oh my God. That was <laughs> and, and, and they're like, what the fuck was that? He, yeah. like, spins in the yeah. air, whatever the hell that thing was. I love the one where they have to go vertical and it's on the mission and they get to the mountain and you see Tom Cruise and they're going up that like, snowy Oh, and then mountain. you, s- yes. And you that see from Phoenix's perspective and perspective she's looking at, at the back what, yep. of his plane. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. And then where it really, the way that they use the score to enhance the dread of when they come out of the mountains and all the SAM missiles are firing at them and you get that wide shot and it's this like sad, it's not sad music, it's hard to describe, but it's this idea of like, this is not good. And you just see the planes flying in circles going crazy and just explosions in like a wide shot. It is, it's pretty incredible. But so for me, there's so many action sequences in films that feel ridiculously improbable and that we're just supposed to believe that like none of the bullets hit the target, even though these people are trained professionals who are aiming at a target, you know, or it's just like, right. Like, and they're all okay. Right. Right. Just to suspend belief. The way that they make it clear the relationship between, and what do they call the person in the back? Um, I forget what they call them. Anyway, the partnership (laughs) between the pilot and the person in the back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, it used to be like the engineer, but this was different because right. they were like target laser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know and what the deal could. How they are helping each other to get the missiles to make contact. The laser, the like, tandem flying. Oh my god! Oh my god. The tandem <laughs> like, flying. Yeah. And I mean, because they've built it up so much that you truly believe the level of expertise of these pilots. You know. And the other folks who are also with the pilots. Um, she says what it is when she. Yeah. Uh, she oh, you're in my new thing. Whatever. The, yeah. Whatever the yeah. thing is, she says. True. Anyway, yes, gotcha. like that, that teammate relationship of like the vi- like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. So but you it's believe not, it. So like it, when you when the camera pulls up and you can see he's the way that they're around. moving the planes but that, is. But you, it's so true. But you know what it is? It's like this is that move the movie sometimes where I I just sit and I think like, this is where kind of storytelling comes in that you don't think about it. Like you have to do that legwork of in a literary way of like, they've done such a job of letting you know through all the training sequences, how difficult this is so that when they actually pull it off, you're just like, you almost want to stand up and say, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you're like, Oh, that this is going to go through when miles teller, like hits it through the grate and it explodes that's when i was like oh my god you you know that they have you hooked and yes the plot is at its element like star wars the death star right but but i feel like they have done the work in such a way that you you it like washes up you don't even like you know it's kind of just comfortable enough you like i kind of know this story but they're doing it in a different way and they deliver it emotionally when it hits in the score piece i think's a big piece of that well the way they were able to do that it just all came together yeah. and the fact katie right that they are getting hit with bullets well right? and, like, and, you know and, in star and, wars you're watching folks fly vehicles that don't exist and you know and use weapons that don't exist and 
And in this, you're watching pilots use the vehicles that our military has in maneuvers that, you know, my assumption is like, this is based on stuff that people actually do and have done. Yeah. And like, yeah, because they were actually doing it. By it and invites large. us as, you know, civilians to right to have a, a moment of awe, <laughs> you know, like who you don't get to see that. You know, outside of like going to a Blue Angels flyover, like, you know, when do we get to have a moment of appreciation for like the highly skilled tasks that that people do on behalf of our country? So. Yeah. And it was pretty rare. Are you completely? Sh I was shocked when his plane was shot down. Yeah. And I was like to a point where it's like I because they had never done this really in a Top Gun movie, right? Like, I yeah, yeah now he's going to be on, on his screening. Feet. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know where this is going to go. He's still not, not a great runner. Oh, well, dude, don't talk about he. He's, no, but he doesn't. I mean, he, he, he looks well. fast. Yeah, he is. A, but he doesn't. Runner. But here's yeah, what they but didn't he do. doesn't look cool running. Here's what they didn't do. Oh, he's got they his own style. They didn't have him outrun anyone. No, that's they true. didn't have him suddenly participate. Oh, no, in there was, he was going to be dead. He was dead. Which was a very right? interesting so, take, right? Yeah. Like, which is a mission impossible. There was no would, way that they could like... get out of this without just right, literally getting in a plane and flying. They're not ass. soldiers. <laughs> but even that, <laughs> they probably had small arms training, but they're not. No like, one's coming back for the team. Yeah. And right? they've heard, by the way, he's already established. What's interesting, right, is he's kind of already established that through the Jennifer Conley. Yeah, he's not good. He's like, dude, I just do I, he's like, this is what I do. I have Being a very a, particular so set of then, skills. Like yeah. in the rundown, you said that. Take him out of That's, a yeah. plane. He's Liam Neeson. Yeah. And the end, again, it's almost like the rooster thing. Like when you think about it, okay, they're going to get the F-16. But they had done such a good job the rest of the movie that you're like all in. You're just oh, like, yeah. get him in that F-16. And, yeah. it, and they show how funny the plane is. Like, it's been a minute, Mav. And he's trying to feed. He's like, Rooster's like, what the hell is this thing back <laughs> yeah. And here? he's like, not used to sitting in sitting in the back, right? And it's, in, it's a plane that he yeah, he's hasn't like, been I'll, in. So he's, like, I'll figure it out. All of that's yeah, very There's believable. 300 breakers back here. Yeah, yeah it, it's good. And, oh, yeah. and he's like, that was your dad's department. Yeah. And, I, and Maverick's you know, again, we, if, when we're thinking about the psychology of like somebody who can execute at that level, you know, it, his realization of like, there's no way it doesn't matter who I am. This plane can't outfly those planes, you right. know. And so the but role, the role reversal there doubt, for yeah. Rooster to be like, it's you would do that. You would do pilot. it if I it's was the pilot. Here. Yeah. yeah. And he would. Yep. Yeah. And I then just, and I then Hangman coming in at the end, which was like that was like. I don't know. Again, it's cliche, but it no, hit. It you're perfect. watching it. You're in that theater yep. the first time you're watching it and you get the score and it's like everything. You're like, oh, my God. And he does it. And you're just like, hell, yes. Yep. Yeah. I do understand, by the way. Why? And it was weird at the time. And we've talked about this before. This was like one of the ones that was supposed to come out and yep. then COVID hit. And he's like, he refused. He's probably the only guy other than Christopher Nolan. There's probably like two or three people in all of Hollywood who can say like he made Paramount and he's basically saying, you're not putting on Paramount plus you're not streaming it. I don't care what happens. And he was able to hold it. Yeah. And like, I am glad that the first place I saw it was a theater yeah. because it like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel it's great on regular. We all have great TVs and sound systems and stuff now, but that's one of those ones where if they put it, if they said this week, like, Hey, we're going to put Top Gun Maverick back in IMAX for a week. I'd be like, I am going to see that on IMAX yeah. again immediately. Um, yep. All it's right. really good. It's fun. Go see it's it. It's a, a huge upgrade. It's on Paramount Plus. And man, Hangman's jaw. Glenn I Powell. Mean, he could cut rock with that jaw. Yeah. Big Glenn Ooh. Powell fan. I really like What him. else I has he, was, he been in? He's been in some, uh, you, you know, he's now like, it's so interesting. So many of these the the secondary actors now are hitting, but it was one of those weird things where they even said like they had all got handpicked by Tom Cruise and then they thought the movie was supposed to come out, but then it was held for so long that like they all thought they would get these bigger bumps like Phoenix, who I thought was amazing. Like I, she's awesome in this. She's in FUBAR with 
um, Schwarzenegger now, and they're all starting to kind of trickle into things. But Glenn Powell was in um, Devotion or whatever with um, uh, Kang. They were like fighter pilots he in is that. A good looking man. Yeah. He's gonna be in um, Romantic Economy. Oh, he's in. Free, he's the in Cam Cretaceous. Yeah. He's a voice. Yeah, but That's he's gonna funny. start to be in a lot of stuff. But they all got that delayed hit. Coyote is in the new Mission Impossible movie. Oh, okay. Cool. There's a bunch of actually Mission Impossible um, people who got brought on because of Top Gun. They were in Top Gun and they loved work with them. He's in a new Twister movie. Yes. With David Cornsweat, who is the new Superman. Go back. Who so went to the, the Shipley School. Is it Parnell? What's yeah. the name yes, of Yes, Charles Parnell, who He's is... another good looking. There's a lot of good looking people. Yeah, this in, is a good looking uh, movie. Whew. He is in uh, Mission Impossible. My you goodness. should go see Mission Again, Impossible. That face. Yeah. Mm. Edited by the uh, Mission Impossible, also edited by Eddie I Hamilton. I mean, it's something when, like, all of them, the, when like, John Hamm is like, one of the. Yeah, he's I did want to just say, like, and it's going to come up in five questions, but um, the. I love the differences in the helmets this time. Yeah. That, they, cool. they did, like, one of the things I saw is that fanboy, his. Like, fanboy is like a term used. It was usually used to describe a science fiction movie fan back in the yeah. 90s, right? Like, Star Wars fans were called fanboys. In this. His fanboy is written in the Star Trek, the original Star Fonts, Trek right? font, which is and a Paramount they, Paramount movie. Yeah, and they got to they all got to pick their own names. Oh, that's that's, that's awesome. And Bob. he but he's um he's big now too because he's the new Falcon. Okay. From, oh right. Um, Falcon yeah, he was Winter. in the yeah. Soldier. That's yep. what I mean. Like all these guys made Top Gun, and then they started getting hired for all these things, and then Top like all the other projects came out yeah. before Top Gun. Uh, all right, it's time for King of the Hill, Bottom of the Barrel. It's not, I it's probably it's not better than Interstellar. Yeah, I just think Interstellar is like has something to say about the human condition that this yeah. doesn't. No, Interstellar feels like one of those, and it has incredible action and some incredible action sequences as well. It's Interstellar, so will you guys go see Oppenheimer? I would. uh, I I don't know if I'll go to the theater to see it. I don't know. It's a new Christopher Nolan with Julian Murphy. It's about the bomb. Yeah, Mm -hmm. about him actually developing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's supposed to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it worse than Flash Gordon? Mm-hmm. Certainly not. No, we, Maverick didn't even. Some, ha- if there was a character to, to actually have a Maverick have to... shirt on, oh, that would yeah. be amazing. He, imagine he had to dodge the hot hail in the final third of the movie. <laughs> I firmly believe every movie would have been better with hot hail. Imagine if Al Pacino's wife in The Godfather, the car didn't blow up, but was in fact hit by hot hail. Hot hail. Do you know how they do that on social media? Like they, uh, yes. this one guy edits Paddington into every movie. Nice. <laughs> I want to edit a hot hail strike yes. into every Hollywood movie to improve it. Uh, all right. It's time for a double feature. What film would you pair with Top Gun Maverick to make it the perfect double feature? Jim. I picked. Uh, I didn't know what to pick, honestly. I like this. By I the way, picked I picked Memphis Belle, which I, I think I think I picked this before as a double feature, and I haven't seen this movie in probably thirty years. Uh, but I loved this movie when I was younger. Uh, there's a ton of eight eighties, early nineties actors in it. Um, yes, Matthew Modine, Harry he, Connick Jr., yeah, D.B. Sweeney, Sean Astin, I think, is in it. I believe yes. Um. I own it on DVD. Is Eric Stoltz in it? I don't remember. He is. I believe he is in it as well. It's, yes. it's, it's, a, it's a movie that has a similar premise in that um, a bombing squad in during World War II is going on their like last mission, um, and they, it's basically a suicide mission. And if they get back to England, they're basically going to be discharged like honorably because they've they've basically run their I don't know how many missions, but um it's not a good scenario where they're going great movie. it's really good really good movie memphis bell's the name of their bomber i think it's one of those giant b12 or b2 it's like what do they call yeah, it, it the b2, flying yeah. fortress yeah. or whatever yeah, absolutely with all the yeah. little bubbles the with the gunners and on the front and everything yeah, yeah. love it you got uh, one Kenny? you got one 
Coming up on the fly, I'm going to say Hunt for Red October. Oh, that's a good one. Because it's another one of my like favorite military okay yeah movies i like that that's a good yeah. choice I love some james love hunt mm-hmm. love some hunt yeah. for red october i'm gonna go with uh the natural yeah that was an interesting Just that vibe like you get the robert redford like this point where you get somebody who's older who's like going back into this thing who feels like they come full circle glenn coast kind of is the jennifer conley role mm-hmm. uh, how do you find your worth yeah. um so the natural um all right that's double feature all right time for five questions you want answers you want answers i want the truth what makes a man mr lebowski what the fuck is the internet all right it's one of the greatest lines in a movie ever Oh, it's so good. It's so the fact good. that he doesn't understand what the internet was, it's so funny to me. Oh, God, so good. Uh, Jim, you're doing this, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're doing five questions. Uh, here we go. Um, the amazingly talented Lady Gaga is credited with a score mm-hmm. um, credit in this film. Also, she wrote this song. Um, yeah. That is used at the end, which is actually quite a good song. I will say this. I enjoy the music in the original over the music in this, but I'm a lover of cheesy 80s music and Kenny Loggins music, of course. Uh, but Jim, thumbs up or thumbs down on Lady Gaga? Uh, thumbs up. Yeah. I'm not like... Do you have a favorite Lady Gaga song? No, I, I don't. don't like okay. the way you said Lady Yeah, Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, lady. I... I'm not a huge like I I wouldn't like put on Lady Gaga to listen to Shallow is probably my favorite Star is Born Born. like I will see her in anything she's in that's what's the song she sings at the end oh it's so damn good yeah she's she's Harley Quinn she's gonna be Harley Quinn in the yeah so we should we should do Joker eventually we kind of have to so I'm gonna want to see that the Lady Gaga um of course uh yeah thumbs up okay all right uh would you rather question uh thinking about maverick uh and his iterations in two different films jim would you rather be young and dumb or old and wise that's a hard question brian i picked old and wise that's why that's why that's why i write them but i i kind of like being this this right now i was gonna say can we go in the middle yeah not not an option if they had done a movie uh 15 years earlier we could have i would love to be young and wise i know that's the dream jim would love to be sam wise but that was not an option young and wise Okay. All right. So you're going old, Katie. How about you? Which would you prefer? I think. I, yeah, I gotta take the wisdom. Yeah. It's hard to look back on your young self and realize how dumb you were. Like, and I guess like there's beautiful, beautiful ignor- ignorance to youth. It's but... hard to answer this question without feeling like if you pick young and dumb, you're gonna go back and relive all the mistakes again, <laughs> right? Fair. Well, right. And it's Would also saying like, yeah, I'd be willing to do weekend. this. Right. 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 I'm signing could, could up to do that a, all over take again. A yeah. Take, the, what of your we know too much. Yeah. We know too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fair, fair. All right, fill in the blank. Uh, one film character I would wish never, ever, and it almost didn't happen for Maverick, ever had a sequel, but did is what's Neo. one character that Neo? Mm. Mm. So my 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 thing with that is I actually really like the the most recent one. Okay. I, I like that movie. But unfortunately, like all the other ones also no, happened. and I, and I quite liked the second matrix the third one killed but it for you. the second one has the promise of a really great third act and it didn't okay. it was just a mess that's fair mm. correct answer snake Plissken. i Go couldn't I, honestly from la there there aren't many that i care about so that's it's a hard question to answer because the bad sequel does kind of leave you a bad taste in your mouth where it's it like can. it can really mess i don't care up. about the first one anymore so i don't care about yeah, yeah i don't know uh, on the flip side of it, is there any character, and this is not there, that you would have loved to see in the second movie? Jack Costello would tell you, Buckaroo Bonsai. Jesus Christ! We just watched it. You're he wants to know why children. they didn't. He wants to know why they didn't make the sequel. They teased at the end. 
why could we not have it? Is there any character either of you would have loved to have seen in a second movie but never got? Uh, I know there is, but I, I can't think of all the top. All right. Of my head. Well, if it comes into your mind, yeah, throw it out there. Uh, all right. How about your favorite call sign? Yeah, you had one. Yes. Go, go. No, see, there's movies where I, I know they made a second one and then I like purposely never watched it because I was, I knew it was going to be shit. Well, what you character know? is it? Okay. Well, so, like, character... I would have loved to spend more time with the Princess Bride characters. And I'm pretty uh, sure they did eventually make a Princess Bride 2. I'm but I did. So. Let's check it out. I, I don't I feel like there's they, no Princess Bride. I no. think, no, years I later they did it. No. I, would, no. I would love, I would, be I would have loved a revisiting, a princess, I, I, I don't another think adventure. Okay. Great. See, that's a princess great. Diaries too. No, just no I think you're right. I okay. think that's a great choice. Never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the, the correct answer to that question is chances are to. God damn it. If, if Emil Ardolino had not died, we could have had chances are to. Robert Downey Jr. and Mary Stuart Masterson have a child. Sybil. Sybil Ryan O'Neill. We could have had them all. Uh, Jim, what's your favorite call sign? And you can pick from either Bob, movie. 100% Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so a good. joke, but it's also, it's so fitting of the character. Yep. I would say if I, if without using Bob as like the joke, I love, uh, I love the hangman, the way that they wrote it on his helmet. That oh, looks like the so hangman good, from the game. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so good. I was, it, it's interesting that they just used Maverick's original look. It looks like his helmet was put together like with like a little tape machine or something. I know. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like yeah. we ever, they did hit those nostalgic beats, right? Like he's going to take his jacket, he like zipped it out of the bag. He's like, I'm going to wear my jacket and I'm going to ride my old motorcycle. But that, then you don't see the glasses. motorcycle again. He, he has an updated one after that, I think. But, yeah. But that was, I, yeah. they gave that just enough of what they wanted. Yeah. And finally, deep thoughts question here. Exactly. How, long do you think you could last in an F-18 before throwing up? I think if the pilot was kind and, and took off straight, <laughs> I might be able to make it till the wheels were off the ground. I think the speed that they hit immediately would result in That's what I'm trying to see. Yeah. Oh, no, see, well, I don't... You, to be fair, you do have to train your body. So I don't it think... Yeah, yeah, like, if like we went in there right, right now, those. we would all vomit instantaneously. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think yeah. your body can. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. But I would, maybe not vomit, but we pass, pass out, out or something. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All that you would. Yeah. yeah. And probably vomit. I mean, I vomit well. just sometimes if I stand up too quick, yep. I just throw up. <laughs> so, just a little bit. Like, yeah, look, <laughs> just, to give, just to give you some insight into you what's cap, actually, in yeah, actually yeah. happening here. I sometimes if I walk but, backwards, bleh, I would have I wouldn't have even made it to the plane. I would have started vomiting trying to play football with those people on the beach. First of all, I wouldn't have gone on that the beach. was the dumbest That's part of this second. movie. That's a whole I love second. the team building, but the Offense Beach, and yeah. defense football that didn't doesn't make any sense. All right, I don't know how that works. Um, all right, so make sure Thank you, you watch this movie. My life, yeah. Thank you uh, for saving uh, my life. Yeah, Katie I, hates I that, like that line. I, hate that line. Uh, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, make sure you also go see Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. No, I I saw the movie twice in twenty four hours before it was officially released. Rebecca Ferguson in this one? Yes. Okay. Helly Atwell, amazing. Isai Morales, so just good. Naming things in your room now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just naming. Now I'm just All saying. Right. I would recommend seeing it. I have, and I'll have seen it at least one other time before we record our next episode. All right. All right. Uh, Katie, I Welcome am more back. excited to have you back than Maverick. Aw, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good. Nice. It's good to be back. Feel, feels yes. like an old friend. Yeah. <laughs> She's Fabulous. ready to take a break again. We'll see you in seven. We'll see you in seven episodes. Thanks for being here. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.